gentlemen and thank you for tuning in you are listening to a not quite really full episode of fiscal your weekly consistency check on america's political and legal file systems happy new year happy 2018 to everybody the purpose of this particular mini pod if you will uh, is to kind of give folks an update on where we are where things stand what to expect in the days ahead because you might have noticed there wasn't an episode yesterday even though it was a monday and the reason why is that I have been having the damnedest time trying to do what Mike normally does for us. I mentioned in a prior podcast that Mike is on vacation until January 3rd. I promised him I would leave him alone. I would not pester him. I would not ask for help. And to be honest with you, I kind of needed it because, good Lord, this has been an experience. Um, so we do not have a regular episode today because I just have not had a chance to figure out how to get it together. Um, because as part of the plans for this week, my goal was to give you an episode with a little bit of everything. We were going to have politics and lots of criminal justice fuckery, because there's a long list of that stuff. That part I can do. Uh, as well as an interview with Dave Fox and James Hankins, my good friends from college, plus a Law 140 on the Dormant Commerce Clause. I bet y'all didn't know that was a thing, but it is. That's what we're going to end up talking about eventually. Uh, but the first time I tried to record the interview with Dave and James, it ended up only my voice got recorded. There was no Dave, there was no James. So that had to get scrubbed. Uh, by the way, if you're one of our patrons on Patreon, you can listen to just my side of that conversation. We decided to make it a patron-only special episode. So we had to redo that again. And that worked for the most part, except now that we were rediscussing the same things we had already discussed, um, it does not come across quite as fluid. So there's going to be some slicing and dicing that has to get done that I've been trying to do. Uh, and I can't do that as expertly as Mike the Sound Guy. So there was that. And then we started doing the criminal justice fuckery piece and realized that there, there's been a lot, y'all. It's, it's very, very lengthy. Uh, it will probably be our longest batch of criminal justice news. Um, so anyhow, long story short, did not get done for New Year's Day, obviously, because I still haven't been able to finish doing the interview with Dave and James. Was not going to have it ready to go today, because that's still a work in progress. And if I try and put everything all together now at the length that it has all become, you're going to end up with a three-hour podcast. So here's what we're going to do instead. On Thursday of this week, come hell or high water... You will have the interview with Dave and James. That's going to happen. I refuse. You know, I, I want to prove to Mike that I can do this because, as I mentioned, I've been kind of looking over his shoulders, learning how to do things, reading uh, uh, sound waves. You know, I can tell what an um is in a sound wave now. Um, going through, yeah, see, um, did it again. Going through all that stuff, I want to prove that I can actually piece this together in some capacity, even if it takes me seven, eight hours compared to something he can do in 30 minutes. So on Thursday, you will have the interview with Dave and James. You will also have the Law 140 on the Dormant Commerce Clause. Both of those are going to happen Thursday, no matter what, no exceptions. I'm committing to you right now. That's going to happen. And then on Monday, you will only have the full breadth of all of the criminal justice fuckery. There will be no Law 140. There will be no interview. It will just be criminal justice fuckery. 
And then starting the third Monday of January, hopefully we'll be back in a normal rotation where there's a little bit of politics, a little bit of criminal justice news, and a little bit of Law 140. That is the goal. That is the objective. That is how this is all going to work out. For this episode, I have nothing else to talk about. Well, I, I do. I have one minor political issue. It's not really minor. It's kind of actually becoming major at this point. But it was something that I stumbled upon as I was doing research for the full length of stuff. Uh, I saw on Facebook a guy post about being in a hospital, and a nurse had to essentially stand over him holding um, whatever it was he was being given for an IV because apparently there was a shortage of the intravenous uh, fluid bags, the things that you, you fill with saline solution and toss on a hook and it just kind of sits there as you're getting your medicine or whatever else. And he posted this on Facebook about these shortages, and I'm like, what? No way. This is, this is America. It is 2018 now. There is zero chance that we are having a shortage of something as basic as an IV fluid bag. And I checked Google, and the very first result in a Google search is Snopes the website that debunks urban legends, I clicked it, and damn if it's not true. It is actually true. And the reason why is because of Puerto Rico and the fact that they have no power. Apparently, the medical products industry is one of the main uh, sources of stuff in Puerto Rico. It's their main export. And the biggest provider of IV fluid bags has a factory down there and it hasn't had power since September when Hurricane Irma went through. It still does not have power. I found a press release on the FDA's website where they're supposedly trying to help. But that was issued back in November. And now we're in January and the shortage is just getting worse. Um, so it's not just the lack of power. It's the lack of transmission. So you can have a run a generator, maybe run that factory, but that's not going to be enough to handle all the other stuff that's got to go on. you got to deal with loading the, at the docks and everything else. So long story short... Puerto Rico is a clusterfuck. It is still a clusterfuck five months later, or three months later, I can't do math. Whenever Hurricane Irma hit going to now, it is still not fixed. Our beloved papaya potus, Donald Trump, has talked about it. He made a cameo appearance on the island where he was throwing paper towels at people like he's fucking LeBron James. But the government has not actually done anything substantive to fix the island. More than half the island still doesn't have power three months later. Can you imagine living without power for three months? Now, that's disgusting in itself because the fact is this is a United States territory. If it was a state, it would be in the middle of the pack in terms of size. I think it would end up being like 30 or 31st in terms of largest states out of 50. But we treat it like it's a colony, like we're only using it for its resources. Well, guess what? We can't even get the fucking resources at this point because the factory doesn't have power. And now people are going to be dying in the continental United States because we can't get something as basic as an IV fluid bag. So all of that being said, here's what I want you to do. It's 2018. We had a lot of organizing over things like net neutrality and the tax bill and health care. I need y'all to contact your legislators at Congress, your Congress critters, your local state legislators, because the fact is they represent people who are in hospitals who are going to be dealing with this. Even your cities and your county officials who have hospitals within your jurisdiction, raise the alarm with everybody that you can to let them know that the health of Americans on the continental United States is now being jeopardized because the president has still not fixed the health of an island where, guess what, Americans still live there. Those are Americans. And we're still dealing with them being without power, without health care, without all the basics 
for now going on four or five months, and it's now starting to affect the rest of us as well. So forgive the political rant. It's just something that I thought was so phenomenally crazy. I can't believe this is happening in my country in 2018. It's like, you know, I'm trying to think of a good parallel, and I can't. It's like you go to the store and you find out there's a shortage of bread or milk, and there's no, like, weather reason to prompt that. Like, you know, in North Carolina, if there's even a hint that there's going to be snow or ice, people run and buy all the bread and milk they can. I don't understand it. I have never understood it ever. The longest I've ever gone without any basic food staple has been, like, eight days, and that was after a hurricane as opposed to an ice storm. But it's like that. It's like not having any gasoline for months on end, not having any fucking laundry detergent for months on end, like really basic stuff that you're so accustomed to having in plentiful amounts, and now we don't have it, and no one's really paying attention to it except for the handful of folks who have to deal with it firsthand as patients or as the family and friends of patients. So let your legislators know at the state level, let your Congress critters know, let your friends know on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, wherever else you are. Let people know that the ongoing failure of your government to fix basic infrastructure that should have been fixed months ago, it's still not being done. And now not only is it having a negative impact on the people that live there, it's not having a negative impact on the rest of us as well. So that's it for the political rant. Just had to get that off my chest. Thursday, you will have a podcast with Dave and James, as well as a Law 140 on the Dormant Commerce Clause. And then Monday, we will have a lengthy list of criminal justice fuckery from the past few weeks of 2017. So on behalf of myself and Mike the Sound Guy, who is on vacation, but I'm going to include him in this signing off anyway. Thank you all for listening, and I'll talk to you on Thursday.